Which one of you is James G? Uh, I'm James G. I'm James G. I'm James G. Yeah. Well, I'm James, I'm James G. I'm James G. I'm James G. Ugh, I'm James G. Well, whichever one of you is James G, you ate my lunch. James G's singers, songwriters, and sensational guitarist show. Welcome to Singer, Songwriters, and Sensational Guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, why do all the good things in life make you fat or drunk? Alright, um, today's featured album is uh, Deep Purple in Rock, uh, by Deep Purple, obviously, uh, one of my favourite albums of all time, and, um, well, we'll go into that a bit more in a minute. Um, other acts we have on today, Paul Simon, Dan Fogelberg, Janis Joplin, Credence Clearwater Revival, Ender Kenny, King Crimson, uh, The Drifters, Aretha Franklin, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Randy Crawford, Rodney Crowell and Boz Skaggs. So quite an eclectic group. Although someone told me my choice of music was eclectic once and I punched him. Deep Purple in Rock is yet another absolutely fantastic album from nine, released in 1970. There are so many of them, it's an absolute watershed year in rock industry. Um, and it was done to reposition the band as a rock band, because in September 69 they had uh, done Lord's Concerto for Group and Orchestra, which featured them playing with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra at the Royal Albert Hall and it was recorded and released. Um, the band weren't happy with it because uh, they didn't feel like they were a band that plays with symphony orchestras, but it got them a lot of uh, publicity, especially in uh, Britain, where they hadn't really taken off, and uh, then they took off with this album. The album was the first one produced by the group, though they made prominent use of the engineers at the sessions, particularly Martin Birch, who uh, aimed to reproduce the live sound of the studio room on tape. And um, he um, was listed on the um, cover notes as the catalyst for this album. And Deep Purple for a while held the uh, Guinness Book of World Records record for the loudest band in the world. And if there's ever an album that should be played loud, it's this one. First track is called Speed King and was developed from a, a bass riff by uh, Glover and in an attempt to emulate Jimi Hendrix's fire. Uh, Gillan wrote the lyrics by taking phrases from old rock and roll songs by Little Richard. It was originally known as Kneel and Pray and developed as a live piece for several months before recording. The first studio take of the song featured Lord playing piano instead of organ, which was later released as the B-side in Holland. The final take used on the album was recorded in January 70. It opens with an untitled instrumental known as Waffle, rec recorded in November 69. Speed King.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, disappointment is my middle name. Or should that be disappointing? Anyway, uh, let's slow things down and lighten them up a bit uh, after that uh, assault on the eardrums. Uh, This is Graceland, the title track from Paul Simon's uh, absolutely incredible album. And um, if you'd like to hear the whole album on uh, singersongwritersandsensationalguitarist.com, it's episode 26. What a great song, Graceland. Everybody feels the wind blow Ooh. 
Songwriters and sensational guitarists. More music, less talk. <laughs> you wish. You're listening to singer songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G. As in G, I've never been held hostage but I have been in a group text. Next track off Deep Purple in Rock is called Bloodsucker, and it was recorded at Delane Lee Studios and finished at Abbey Road Studios. Drummer Ian Pace, who is the one uh, long-standing member of uh, Deep Purple through all their uh, lineup changes, uh, said he enjoyed playing on this track and the song would be re-recorded 28 years later with Steve Morse on guitar and retitled Bloodsucker, a different spelling, B-L-U-D, uh, for Deep Purple's 1998 album Abandon. But this is the original version from Deep Purple in Rock, Bloodsucker.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G. As in G, I never thought I'd be the person who'd wake up early and exercise. And I was right. All right, next track we have is by um, another sensational guitarist, but he's also a singer and a songwriter and a multi-instrumentalist, Dan Fogelberg. And this is off his uh, Phoenix album, which is um, episode number three, on singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists. And uh, unfortunately, he's not here with us to ask anymore, uh, but I wondered whether he was uh, just tight and didn't want to play studio musicians, pace for studio musicians, or whether he's just a smart aleck who wanted to show how clever he was by playing nearly everything on the album. Work it out for yourself. This is called Gypsy Wind. Strands of love meander through 
You're listening to singer, songwriters and sensational guitarists and I'm James G. As in G, a politician is someone who will lay down your life for his country. Ain't that true? All right, uh, next track we have is from Janis Joplin from her Pearl album, uh, which is episode 31 on singer, songwriters and sensational guitarists.com uh, if you're interested. Uh, and this is Cry Baby. Something to do with your life, man. When you only 
only got to do one thing well. You only got to do one thing well to make it in this world, man. You got a woman waiting for you, man. All you ever got to do is be a good man one time to one woman, and that'll be the end of the road, man. I know you got more tears to shed, man. So come on, come on, come on, come on. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. James G has gone for a break. Unfortunately, he'll be back. You're listening to singer, songwriters and sensational guitarists and I'm James G. As in G, I remember when a new hip joint was somewhere you wanted to go on a Saturday night. Anyway, next track off uh, Deep Purple in Rock is called Child in Time and it was written after John Lord began playing uh, the introduction to Bombay Calling by It's a Beautiful Day. The group decided to play the song's main theme at a slower tempo, with Gillan writing new words inspired by the Vietnam War. The song was regularly played live and was well rehearsed by the time it was recorded in November 69. It subsequently became the de facto anthem for anti-communist resistance groups in Eastern Europe during the period of the Iron Curtain. The song displays everything that is incredible about Deep Purple. Tempo changes, all of the band members get to shine, and Ian Gillan's unique vocals are a standout. Child in Time. Hell, 
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, doing nothing is extremely difficult, because you don't know when you're finished. The next track I want to play is Green River by Credence Clearwater Revival, with uh, sensational guitarist extraordinaire John Fogarty. James G and I went out drinking with Marcel Marceau. We got pissed as a mute. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if you love someone, let them nap. All right, next track from Deep Purple in Rock is called Flight of the Rat, and it was the last song recorded for the album. It evolved during rehearsals from a humorous rearrangement of Rod, by Roger Glover of The Flight of the Bumblebee. Now, given Glover is the bass player, I would have liked to have heard how he played that on the bass. But anyway, they uh, rearranged it into Flight of the Rat, and here it is.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if life gives you melons, you're dyslexic. All right, next track we have is, oh, let's slow down and uh, put a bit of feeling into it and uh, soft acoustic music. This is by Ender Kenny from his album Heart Tattoo and a beautiful song, Heart Tattoo. Have you ever had 
Not like those other grass the stars might leave behind. Not like some engraving on a bracelet you might find. No monumental mason can carve it out in stone. When you've had your heart tattooed, it's yours, yours alone. Have you ever had your heart tattooed with anybody's name? Did they leave a mark inside of you? Will you ever be the same? Is the ink they left behind still running through your veins have you ever had your heart tattooed with anybody's name oh oh i say r2 did you know james g and jabba the hut shared the same personal trainer? You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists and I'm James G, as in G, I'm no cactus expert, but I know a prick when I see one. Alright, now Deep Purple are quite often referred to as a heavy metal band and as being partly responsible for creating the genre. I think heavy metal bands were trying to emulate Ian Gillan's singing and failed miserably in resulting in screeching and the musicians couldn't come close to the musicianship of Deep Purple and uh, resulted in a grungy sound and shredding to cover their inadequacies. Deep Purple are hard rock, not heavy metal. Now Into the Fire, the next track was written by Roger Glover, the bass player, as a warning against drugs. The main riff developed from discussing chromatic scales with Richie Blackmore. Let's have a listen. Into the fire.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. They say money talks, but all it says to me is goodbye. The next track we're going to play is by King Crimson from In the Court of the Crimson King. God, that's hard to say. And it's called 21st Century Schizoid Man, featuring Robert Fripp going nuts on guitar. Uh, this album almost made it to 1970. It was released in October 69. So I'm claiming it as a 1970s gem. And if you want to talk musicianship, have a listen to this. And this band had only been together four or five months before they made this record. 21st Century Schizoid Man.
progressive rock at its finest. And if you'd like to hear the rest of that wonderful album, uh, King Crimson in the Court of the Crimson King, an observation by King Crimson, it's uh, episode 70 in singer-songwriters and sensationalguitarist.com. James was going to start today's show by reading a poem from William Shakespeare, but then he thought, he's never read any of mine, why should I read any of his? You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if attacked by clowns, go for the juggler. All right, um, next track we have off Deep Purple in Rock, obviously by Deep Purple, is called Living Wreck. And it was recorded in the early sessions in October 69. It was almost left off the album as the group felt it was not good enough, but they listened to it again towards the end of the sessions and decided they liked it. Blackmore played the guitar solo through an octave pedal. So this is Living Wreck, Deep Purple.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, a socialist, someone that wants everything you have except your job. All right, it's copycats are cool cats time. Um, first track we have is Spanish Harlem by the Drifters, um, Benny King and the Drifters. I'm actually not sure this was uh, with the Drifters. I think this might have been as a solo artist. But anyway, fantastic song, fantastic singer. And I've got a best of Benny King and the Drifters. So I assume the Drifters were on it, but maybe they weren't. So this is Spanish Harlem. Great song. good was that and the copycat version is by Aretha Franklin and she actually took it higher up the charts than it went for Benny King so uh, must be a good version so have a listen to this (laughs) 
If you can split those two, you're a better man than I am Gunga Din. Uh, I'm going to keep the chocolates this week. Copycats of Cool Cats will be back again next week. And now, here's your host, the man not afraid of dying, just so long as he's not there when it happens, James G. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if you can go 60 days without speaking to me, Go 60 more. I'm good. All right. Um, next track is Hard Lovin' Man. Now, this was uh, derived from a Roger Glover bass riff and developed in a jam session by the rest of the band. It was recorded in January 70 with uh, engineer Martin Birch. The group were impressed with his skills and he was retained as engineer for the rest of the group's albums up to 1976. Hard Lovin' Man, Deep Purple.
They went all a bit prog rocky there, but anyway, that was actually the last track of In Rock. Um, but we'll talk about what comes next in a minute. First off, I'd like to play Crosby, Sills and Nash pre-road downs. Uh, Graham Nash is coming out to Australia shortly. And this is one of his songs, and it's a song about getting down, about going on the road. And uh, it's got some absolutely sensational guitar playing by Stephen Stills. Pre-road downs, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Stephen Stills not only played that sensational guitar, he played nearly every other instrument on that track as well, and on most of the whole album, Crosby, Stills and Nash. Just a little bit of info there for you. Singers, songwriters and sensational guitarists. More music, less talk, you wish. 
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, I'm not a person you can put on speakerphone. Well, not without warning people, anyway. On the 25th anniversary um, version of, uh, remastered version of Deep Purple in Rock, they include Black Knight as, uh, as uh, one of the tracks. Uh, so after completing the album, the group's management were worried that there was no obvious hit single and booked studios in early May 70 so the band could write and record one. After struggling to come up with a commercial sounding song, Blackmore started playing the riff to Ricky Nelson's arrangement of Summertime, while the group improvised the rest of the structure. Ian Gillen later said that he tried to write the most banal lyrics he could think of. The result was the single Black Knight, which became the group's first UK hit. So here we go, Black Knight.
So that's it. Deep Purple in Rock. Reaction to Deep Purple in Rock was positive at the time. Record Mirror's Rodney Collins said it was a stunningly good album, showing that rock, given a fresh stab and alert material, is still one of the most rewarding areas of contemporary music. Richard Green, writing in New Musical Express, said the album was good, meaty rock all the way, and particularly praised Gillan's singing and Child and Time. According to Tony Dolan in Deep Purple, A Critical Retrospective, the first Mark II album, Concerto for Group and Orchestra, had given Deep Purple much-needed publicity in the UK, but the band, Richie Blackmore in particular, were determined that they would not be labelled as a novelty act. He was adamant that the next studio album should be an all-out assault on the eardrums. As Blackmore said to others, if it's not dramatic or exciting, it has no place on this album. Deep Purple in Rock was everything Blackmore envisaged and more. It would remain in the UK charts for over a year. Deep Purple had finally found its niche with a hard-driving, heavy, thunderous, powerful rock. And I agree entirely. And if you'd like to hear Machine Head, another incredibly good album by Deep Purple... That's episode 81 on singer-songwriters and sensationalguitarists.com. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G. As in G, the chains on my mood swing just snapped. Run! All right. Uh, next track we have is by Randy Crawford. I don't know if I've played a track by her before. But this one is Rainy Night in Georgia. It was written by Tony Joe White, I believe. And maybe one day we'll run them up against each other in uh, Copycats of Cool Cats. But for now, Randy Crawford from her Secret Combination album, Rainy Night in Georgia. That it's raining all over the world 
Like it's raining all over the world How many times I wonder It still comes out the same No matter how you look at it or think of it It's life and we've just got to You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. I am currently unsupervised. The possibilities are endless. Right, next track we have, uh, Rodney Crowell, one of my favourite artists. A bit more country than usual that I do on this show, but uh, still fantastic guitarist and singer, and particularly a songwriter. Great melodies, and if you want to hear his album keys to the highway um episode 79 on singer songwriters and sensational guitarists and this is many a long and lonely highway yes i had a woman love me i gave her what there was there of me and it was good as it could be then I heard a wild world calling I saw a lone star falling I caught a song and set it free And many a long and lonesome highway Lies before us as we go And in the end I'll do it my way Look for me I believe in love and danger I believe the truth is stranger I believe that fear 
is much too strong I believe the best will find me when I leave the rest behind me out on the highway I'm my own and many a long and lonesome highway lies before us as we go and in the end I'll do it my way look for me where the four winds blow and every night's a new beginning every day the world keeps spinning sometimes it's hard to stand up on I know and to the east the moon comes showing to the west there's storm clouds growing although by myself I'm not alone no more my father on his deathbed told me there's really nothing left to hold me though I was there he died alone it's gonna take a fast train leaving to shake my world of grieving I guess I'll go until it's gone and many a long and lonesome highway lies before us as we go and in the end I'll do it my way look for me You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, the main cause of stress is giving a damn. All right, uh, last track today is by Boz Skaggs from his Silk Degrees album, and if you'd like to hear that in its entirety, it's episode 59 and singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists.com. It's even harder to type than to say. Um, and this is called What Do You Want the Girl to Do? Boss Gags. So you think the 
girl's crazy She'll eat up your lies like it's good Your lies like apple pie She don't even cry She's not a fool She's just trying to do what her heart says to To love you How good was that? Well, that's it for another episode of Singer-Songwriters and Sensational Guitarists. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you put up with the whole two hours of me. And we'll be back again next week. You have been listening to, or have just missed, the Singer-Songwriters and Sensational Guitarists podcast.